Hello. All right, welcome to the Transplaining Podcast with me, Jordan Gray, in which I get asked a big and a small question by a very interesting person and I attempt to sneeze an explanation out of myself despite having absolutely no idea, no expertise, not a Scooby-Doo of the actual answer. Uh, or should I say a Scooby-Doo in this case, because of course the celebrity guest, special guest today on the podcast is Mr. Scroobius Pip, personal hero of mine, dare I say friend. That's the great thing about daring to say, say what you like. Dare I say the father of my children, Scroobius Pip, dare to say what you like. Thankfully, also joining me on the pod today is a special co-host. We always have a special co-host. My favourite bit about the show is I get to bring in people, uh, friends of mine, people that I admire. Sarah Keyworth is sitting right next to me and I'm going to pretend like, that you are here. Let's not pretend you're not here. Hello. I was really tempted to just not say anything. Right. That's the weird thing about <laughs> a podcast, isn't it? Here. How are you? All right. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. It's very nice to be on this family pod <laughs> with you and Scroobius Pip. You're a nice person. You've come on my podcast. I like you. You're fun. You're interesting. You're Thank very you. funny. You are a comedian. We've reconnected recently. Um, we did. We sort of don't see each other very much, but now we do a bit more. They keep us apart. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like two halves of a medallion in exactly. a Jackie Chan film. When we come together, something magical it's, happens. It's too much. Everyone's scared. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how's things? What are you up to? What are you doing? I'm busy, which is nice. Yep. I've just been in Copenhagen and Prague over Why? the weekend. I was doing some gigs out there. They don't laugh when they don't speak English. Have you noticed that? Uh, sort of. They, yeah, like a polite When they clap. don't understand the jokes, they really don't go for it. I mean, that's sort of not on them, I'd say. I'd say that's a language barrier thing, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't of... think it's on them. I don't think yeah. it's on me. It's just it's what, it's what happened. It's just an unusual <laughs> situation. I once told a joke about Yorkie bars in Barcelona before I realised that's quite a specific... That's very niche. Thing. Yeah. And Do they not have Yorkie bars in Barcelona? Nor any sort of local equivalent. What's the Spanish for Yorkie bar? Jorki bar. Yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Spelled with a J. Um, Horki bar. A Horki bar sounds a little, a little bit more Norwegian, dare I say. I spent some time out there. Horki bar sounds a little... A bit... That sounds like a Norwegian word. Horki bar. And that, a, a Scandinavian sexist misogynistic chocolate bar. The yes. Horki bar. I found out this morning that you've got a special on Amazon. I do, yeah. Well done. Thank you. And also that you've done Glastonbury. I'm finding out so much about you today that I didn't know. I, so, I admire you so much, but I didn't Some, know either of these somebody's things. Somebody's been on Wikipedia this yeah. morning. Well, I've got a very diligent producer that prints out a lovely script for me. Each and your yeah. name is on it, as well as other things you've achieved. Is that One of the national insurance number. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, Glastonbury, how was that? Fun? Good? Really good. Yeah, I've done it twice. Was it everything times. that you hoped it would be? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was I mean, the, the gigs are fine. They just send, they put you on a stage in a little tent. And then you get to go and watch everybody else. So, yeah, it's, it's very fun. That's the best bit, I suppose. So, like, I was on Friday Night Live recently and I got mm. to watch Sam Campbell from the other side of the stage, sort of six feet above everybody else. It was like it was just for me. You get to watch the back of Sam Campbell's head. That's not what happens at Glastonbury. I wasn't backstage you watching Paul McCartney oh. this year. You heard him, though. I did hear well, I went. I went to go and watch him with everyone else. Nice. You just go and stand in the field. But the problem with doing, when you're a comedian that's not, like, massively well known doing festival gigs is that when you do your bit everyone comes in to the comedy tent to have a lie down and a nap right why do you suppose that is because it's quiet right yeah just chill because <laughs> there's no music blaring so they go oh that, that tent looks nice and quiet and then they sit and I do a, basically an audio book of jokes for them <laughs> I do a sleep story of jokes and they have a nice little 20 minute nap whilst I do my set wonderful and then yeah. I leave and go and watch Paul McCartney with those same people We've got a reputation as comedians of being sort of raucous, off the wall, sort of like barrel of monkeys. I just made that metaphor up. But we're not, are we? We're sort of all quite chill, really, mostly. We're very sensitive these days, aren't we? You are very chill. You, you and, and my lovely guest today, Mr. Scroobius Pip, I think I'm a sort of a chilled out person, but 
basically, like compared to the two of you, I'm Hunter S. Thompson on Adrenochrome in a hotel. You're a bit much, I think. Actually. I am. I'm kicking off right now. This is me at 11. I've recently found out that I've got ADHD. Yeah. Which was undiagnosed for almost 30 years because I'm not hyperactive in any way. And I'm really pissed off about it. Why? Tell me why. Well, I'm really pissed off because I'd, if I'm going to have ADHD, I want to have a bit of the hyper. I want to have a bit of the fun. What's the other letters I've for got them? All you've got the other letters. So, so it's attention deficit hyperactive disorder. So you've got the deficit, but not the hyperactivity. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really slow, which means like I'm, I'll interrupt you, but you'll have finished what you're saying by the time I get to do it. <laughs> it reads as just chill. reads as quite a chill person. Yeah, but I'm not listening. That's why. <laughs> All right. So I'm not, going in. <laughs> I'm not paying it. attention. Right. Well, I would like to bring in our lovely guest now, Mr. Scroobius Pip. Is there any area before he comes in of expertise that you think perhaps you've got that might lend itself to helping answer one of his questions? You don't have to. That's the whole point of the podcast is we're going to pull an answer out of both of our heiresses for, for him. But is there anywhere that you'll sort of feel what's your specialist subject? Area of expertise? Yeah. Oh, I like Taylor Swift. Right. Well, if I know Pip, I know I think I do. <laughs> He's the biggest fan on the planet. So we'll probably bring him in now, I reckon. Sarah Keyworth, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Coming into the room now through some doors is Mr. Scroobius Pip. Do we sing him in? Can do if you like. Scroobius Pip. Scroobius Pip. If he doesn't scare you, the Pip is a Pip. Pip, you're in the room now. Hello. You're in our little fish tank. Have you got a Taylor Swift hoodie on? I have. <gasps> Wait, hang on. Are you joking me? Did you? Is this? This was a coincidence. I didn't even see that. I didn't see that. I did not see that. I sort of can't believe that you didn't see that because that's too much of a coincidence. That's unbelievable. How did I not recognise it either, though? It's kind of a satanic Taylor Swift. Is it an eye? Well, not an ironic thing. You're a man that's sort of layered in sort of lots of layers of, of irony and pastiche and things. You quite enjoy the sort of postmodern art of it all. Why have you got Taylor Swift thing on? Do you like Taylor Swift quite a lot? I think Taylor Swift is amazing. I'm yeah. by no means an expert, but there's a few songs I adore of, of Taylor Swift. At my club night, I used to do a lot of mashups, and my favourite one that never really went off right. was I mashed up Shake It Off and um, w- one of the big Nelly songs f- from when everyone loved Nelly, oh, and it worked so well. But people didn't get into it. People didn't really go for it because it was Shoreditch and it felt like it was a bit too fun. Yeah, I feel like people <laughs> in Shoreditch, they don't, they don't approve of shaking things off, do they? Not as a general rule, They're like, don't even no. let it get on you. How good is it that, that <laughs> between you and me, we've covered everyone in Shoreditch? Like, this is how everyone in Shoreditch looks, yeah, either you or me. Absolutely. We, we've got it. And with your hair as well, Jordan. Yeah. Under here, yeah, this is the Shoreditch barnet. <laughs> you've yeah. got it. Under here. Got um, Shoreditch this sort of do that thing now that people do on podcasts where they talk about you while you're here in sort of a small amount of detail. Scrooby's Pip. Scrooby's Pip's such a dick. <laughs> That's a dumb that thing. That was isn't such it? a quick assessment. Yeah. Actor, musician, writer, and podder. Podder. I've never heard the word podder before. Podcaster Scrooby's Pip. Uh, host, of course, of the Distraction Pieces podcast, which is approaching its 500th episode. Yeah, it must be. Exciting. That's mad. Yeah, I've not got anything planned. Is it completely arbitrary that it's 500? <laughs> yeah, I do do, I've done one a week every, or at least one a week every week for eight years or nine years now. So, wow. like 500, so, well, you know, it's the, the 500th one isn't the important one. It's the 499 that I've. I've churned out Such for the last point. eight years. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to have <laughs> joined you a couple of times on yes. the pod. Last time, in person, which I understand ain't, ain't a common affair nowadays, and I got to see Casa del Pip. Your museum of paraphernalia of movies and games and stuff is mythical. I saw stuff that I didn't stuff, think right. existed in real yeah. life. I shan't spoil any of it, but like 
that you had a glove in there. Yeah. Like a Nintendo... A, a Nintendo Power Glove. Power Glove. I thought that was made up. Didn't mm. think that was a thing. What's a Nintendo Power Glove? I held my hand up as if I had it on me. <laughs> yeah, I looked at your hand like... Are you familiar just, with hand? I that's just your hand there. <laughs> it's the it's a, a sort of a virtual reality glove in a, in a sense. It, so it's it a video game controller. It came part of a... a like there was a film about it. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called The Kid or something like that. Right. And it's it's a glove that's got the controller on it as such, which looks amazing, but it just means you're trying to do it with one hand, essentially, because yeah. the controller's on your wrist. Yeah. And I think there's some kind of, there's like a sensor thing on the knuckle of the fist, so you, you can control things on the TV in some like way. Like Duck Hunt. Or yeah, you end up yeah, having yeah, to get a mate thing. to wear it and then using both of your hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you <laughs> Play it like a normal controller. Yeah. <laughs> it brings people together. It it's a little quite keyboard sweet, on yeah. it for some reason. You I'm don't need to type that. things on a Nintendo. But I loved it. The Burger King mascot when I was a kid had one, I think, on yeah, his hands. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be that kid, the Whiz Kid from Burger Whiz King. Whiz Kid. I was going to say, what was his name? It was Whiz Kid, wasn't Whiz it? Kid. No, it was Kid Whiz. Kid Whiz, of course it was. Kid Whiz. His evil cousin, Whiz Kid. It was amazing. I feel like I'm from a completely different planet. Right, yeah. don't you? Right, is is the thing about whiz kids? Come around mine yeah. sometimes, Sarah, <laughs> will. and we'll. We'll, I'll welcome yeah. you onto the planet when you're sort of kicking off in Shoreditch together. Get yourself a Burger King. <laughs> we'll go Shoreditch. Yeah, everyone will accept us because we look like we're from Shoreditch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Since we're on it, he had whiz kid had all the accoutrements of a cool that a cool kid could, could possibly have, which was every gadget you had in mm. in the early nineties. He had roller skates, sunglasses, yep. a, yep. Ha- a hat. <laughs> Gosh, mm-hmm. think God. of that. Uh, and and the, and the glove and the retro glove. And you didn't think any of this was real? <laughs> I, the, the glove felt like a little bit of a stretch, but it turns out one Pip's got one. has a hat and rollerblades. got one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Pip is whiz kid. Pip, Pip, Pip I all am. this time. I'm secretly whiz kid. Kid whiz. Kid whiz. The nature of the podcast, as listeners um, that have listened, which is the nature of listening, uh, will know so far, is that a, a special guest comes on and asks a very big and a very small question. Pip, I should invite you now to ask myself and Sarah your big question. My big question is representation? It's just one word with a question mark. But it's just generally just representation because it's something that I've been doing a lot about with Stammer recently because I've I've, I've had a Stammer since I was a kid and we've been doing this big campaign about representation of people with Stammer in TV and film. But then the horrible stuff, we have that poor lad from Heartbreakers kind of forced to come out as as bi because there was people Heart angry. Heart, Heart Heart Stopper. Stopper, sorry. Forced to come out as bi because people were questioning if they'd cast a straight person in a in a in a, a, a bi role or in a, a, a gay role and all this. And it's just a weird and interesting area, isn't it? And I thought Absolutely let's, is. let's discuss it all. So question being representation, how do we sort that out? How do we sort it? How do, yeah. we represent how do you do it right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it's a weird one, right? Because I would previously, and again, I'm just going to throw loads of thoughts out and you guys yes. can take over completely, but I would previously, like, I've not particularly gone f- up for many gay roles as an actor, but I've always thought oh, I'd love to play a gay character because there's yeah. some really interesting characters throughout the history of cinema. But I've always thought, oh, is that not, would that be wrong? But then equally, I don't, as someone who's... St- 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 Stammers on cue, I think professional <laughs> representation. Um, as someone who stammers, I think it's really interesting because the, the whole campaign, the reason I got on board with it was we do need more representation of people who stammer because like 1% of people stammer, yet say there's been 100,000 TV characters, you should be able to name 100 sure. stammering characters or at least a top 10. And but, of the ones that you, we do know that spring to mind, how many of them were stammering 
legitimately, I suppose, is not really the word, but yeah, that wasn't. But there. that's the tough yeah. thing, right? Because because my angle is, I still always feel the best person for the role, right? So I think I don't think you have to cast people who stammer in as or characters. You don't have to cast actors who stammer in roles where the character stammers. But I do think you have to see some and have some options and see what works, and then you know whoever's the best for it. Equally, I've never played someone who has a stammer. And I wouldn't want to only be the stammering actor. I'm, sure, I'm yeah, the guy yeah, you yeah. get in for all the stammering roles. But yeah, when they did this YouGov survey, like it was crazy. It was something like less than 5% of people could name five characters who stammer. And in the was top... that King? The King. The King's speech That's, came up yeah, a lot. Yeah. And uh lad from like Open All Hours or something. So it was mainly old people who could name them. Um <laughs> In the top five people n- named... Forrest Gump and Rain Man came up, two right. people who don't have stammers. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know Forrest Gump had a stammer. No, no he didn't. But um, yeah, so the idea of the representation there was, right, we need that representation. It wasn't m- m- me just trying to get work. It was like, like we need that representation there. And, and that's important because I think representation, again, I think this across the board, representation isn't only for those you're representing. Like, it isn't for the 1% of people who stammer. It's Absolutely. dope for them but we're all pretty aware of stammers. It's for the 99% who aren't and don't know how to act and don't know how to react. I've had so many people just feel awkward like when I'm talking to them. And it's like, no, it's cool. I don't care about it. It's fine. We can all relax and enjoy it. But yeah, it is this weird grey area because as said, I do think there's a lack of representation of gay or out actors. Well, you, so You believe in meritocracy as a... Th- as I a, do again, basic I principle. It's a grey area. That's why I brought it in as a question because yes. I do and I don't because I also feel as a straight white man we've got a lot of roles over the years. Sure. There's been a lot of roles that have been exclusive for us regardless of what they are. So I do kind of think also now fuck us off for a bit and have yeah. this variation but then yeah I don't know. Well my knee jerk answer to how do we solve representation would be let's Let's get three white people in a podcast in a booth and sort it out. That's <laughs> got it a covered, great right? Yeah, we're done. Yeah, if yeah, anything, yeah. Um, it, of course, it's a grey area. That's the wonderful thing about life is most of it is a grey area. We prefer sort of absolutes. They get us into a lot of trouble. Absolutes. The rule for a long time was the best person for the job, and then at some point, it kind of felt like it shifted to every person playing specifically the role that they were they're representing on screen and yeah. it's a slippery that's slip. not acting is it no such. not really not yeah, really it got much very tricky for sort of like biopics didn't it when you have to sort of reincarnate people who are already dead yeah. <laughs> let's get them in oh, you can't exactly. play freddie mercury because you're not freddie mercury i'm afraid well, that's and the... again there's a lot of actors now who i'd like to see a mm. biopic of but i wouldn't like to see them playing their teen selves it would be incredibly oh, awkward God, i would <laughs> love to see it done and never mention it don't even use the CGI. Wheeling Paul McCartney in. Love it. <laughs> uh, the slippery slope. We were talking about it out there, weren't we? The slippery slope fallacy sort of creeps in the idea of, well, it's quite important that a Polynesian person play a Polynesian person. I quite like that idea. People have respected that and then, and then they've built that into their psyche. Oh, a gay person playing a gay person. Well, it's their life experience. And then people, the, the slippery slope fallacy jumps in and it's, oh, what next? Blooming, is it going to have to be? Do we have to get? Uh, uh, who, uh, Eddie Redmayne Eddie Redmayne across the board he's played Stephen Hawking and a transgender person I think he smashed both smashed of them it. Yeah, that's what smashed I was gonna it say out again. the park he smashed can, it he can play whoever he wants to play do yeah. it likes he's in the next Black Panther I hear yeah, he <laughs> is the next Black Panther <laughs> yeah. I quite enjoyed his performance in that Danish girl the Dan- yeah. Danish girl I liked Jared Leto. I in, wish it was called that Danish that, girl. That, specifically that Danish girl that their Danish yeah. girl <laughs> all these Danish girls I liked Jared Leto in 
Dallas Buyers Club. Mm-hmm. And I liked the other one that done it as well. Cillian Murphy did it in something. It's quite good. Yeah. Talking about portraying a transgender person. I liked it. In an ideal world, it would just be like there are enough roles for everybody mm. so that you're not thinking about that. You're going, oh, we've got this amazing character and we just want to find the best actor to play that character. And in an ideal world, that would be okay because then gay actors or trans actors would be also being given the roles that just suited their ability as yeah. much as possible and nobody would be going, oh, but they're trans so they can't play this cisgendered character or anything like that. What I'd like is it just to be an accurate portrayal of a real-life lived experience. Yeah. So like Eddie Redmayne playing the Danish girl, did they have any trans people consulting on how he played it or did he just do his own thing? Exactly. Like That's another big thing with Stammer and they get annoyed about is they're like, look, we're here... Give us a shout. Mm. If, 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 if you're casting someone who's not got a stammer with a stammer, just talk to us and we'll guide you through it. Because, again, it's so misunderstood. A lot of people, lo- 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 lovely people on the internet, there was a certain point where people, a few people hit me up in a row saying, is everything all right at the moment, mate? I've noticed you, like, you're stammering a lot more on your podcast. Oh. Are you stressed? Are you right. it's like, no, I've just got more relaxed on the podcast and I'm not holding it in and hiding it anymore. This is because I'm relaxed. It's not because mm. I'm nervous. It's because I probably stammered l- less in the early episodes because I was so used to kind of hiding it. And now I've been doing the podcast for so long. It's like I stammer, I don't exactly. think about it. People have read that as I'm more nervous or more stressed in my life. It's like, no, I've just stopped fucking holding it all in. and That's what I was projecting into it. it. Yeah, I was projecting our ideas of what it means. Can I ask a, 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 an ignorant question? I quite like asking ignorant questions. We've got a history of asking yeah, each other questions. Yeah, it's payback are, time. Yeah, no. The first time I had Jordan on the podcast, I didn't know much about trans people, and I honestly thought Jordan re- represented all of them and asked questions on she behalf does. of the whole community. She I does. am all of them combined. No, it's nice. She only speaks for me. Yeah. With this is how we get stuff done. We each, we just pick one person, we put them on a pedestal. It's really nice. What's the difference, if any, between a stammer and a stutter? From what I know, it's just regional terms so america it? it's more stutter i always okay. said i had a stutter but right. because i've started working with stammer i've now got more into just referring to it as a stammer but i grew up calling it a stutter from what i know it's just americans more regularly use the word stutter in uk tomato stammer. tomato yeah. tomato to both words more difficult to say st- stutter wise it's onomatopoeic <laughs> isn't it it's almost stu- i would stu- say stutter stutter again Stammer. yeah yeah is this the, are, we, are we really well, no, it's interesting it as well because like, yeah. it really varies like there's there's different kinds like i've got one and i only found this out recent from a, a record like this guy called jerome but with like eight j's at the front because oh, he's clever right, right, he's right, got, right. So, he, he did great. this amazing album and he talks about his, his stammer, and it's a rap album, it's a spoken word album, it's a kind of audio book kind of thing. It's really astounding. And in that, I learned that mine is a glottal stop kind of stammer. So right. when, so we have glottal stops all the time in our speech, but... Particularly the uh, estuary dialect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our accent. So, so we, but, 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 but mine just gets stuck more. So it is, it's, it's like, I'll, get, I'll sometimes get out of breath before I say the word, because right. I'm there... Trying to get it out, it's stuck. Then, then, then by the time and it's at the start of the sentence, it's like I need to have a break halfway through this sentence. What's the glottal stop? Well, I mean, I've just tried to do yeah. it on its own. It's yeah. But, so, we, we do them a lot in in a, we drop our consonants so like, in. If we're going to say I'm going to go, yeah. the way we do go, it's yeah. a it's this g- go, and that gets stuck. So I'll get stuck on go, and the one I always use as as a little demonstration is Dylan Moran. Can't say Dylan the lad's Moran. name. Okay. I don't know why. I think like Dan Voldemort. Lassac was a big fan of, of Dylan Moran. <laughs> don't say his but name. Look, if I do yeah. a little tap thing, I can say D- 
Dylan Moran, Dylan Moran. If I tap out the syllables, uh, Dylan Moran. And I learned that off of YouTube. No, I, oh. I learned that off of someone who was in a band who I met on a tour once. But anyway. Has Dylan Moran ever seen you do that? Yeah. Soon. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I, honestly, not any fault of his. That's the worst episode of Distractions Pieces, speaking of 500, because I thought, <laughs> I've got Dylan Moran on. I've got this thing that that was always the one I'd use as a story. We're going to have this huge moment. And I kind of said it and he kind of went, all right. And I hadn't prepped enough. I thought this was going to be a good 20-minute yeah. part of it. We're going to have this. Sure. And quite rightly, like it's not his job to care about my <laughs> my yeah. personal history or whatever. He's heard but, his own name quite a lot. Yeah. He's done with it. He's, his old hat to him. Yeah, his own name. so I thought that was going to be a big chunk of it. And then I'm like, all right, shit, where's my notes? <laughs> um, so, uh, Black Books then. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was a... It was yeah, it was a bad. But because of me, because I'd I'd got overconfident in man, we're just going to vibe off of this connection. But it was a one-way connection. It turns out that sometimes the best ones are. Yeah. <laughs> I would say by way of sort of a half explanation, because we don't want anyone to leave without an explanation to their big and small questions. Mm-hmm. How's about it's a grey area. Life's full of them, and they're quite nice places and interesting places to be. The old grey areas, and I say meritocracy is quite nice. Representation's quite nice. That's my explanation for the situation. Sarah, is there anything you can... Your answer is, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes that's the best. I think we might have lost sight of why we want representation. I think actually finding the specific person for the role, rather than um, completing the algebraic equation of years and years of repression and non-representation, and now we're trying to balance that out. That's probably the goal. Acknowledgement of nuance is a beautiful answer to any question, in my opinion, because it is true. Like If they'd cast an actor with a stammer in that King's Speech film... They'd There's still not... be making it now. If, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't have been huge because there's not any big names no. who have you a know, that, stammer. That's what I was thinking about the Eddie, that's Eddie the Redmayne problem as well. It's like, yeah, like, yeah. There's, you, you, you also need to go, if we want to tell a story on a large scale with a, someone who stammers, then we probably need a big name to you, do it right. You need you the know? hype. You need yeah, everyone you need... running around going, Eddie Redmayne's wearing a dress. Yeah. That's, and, watch it. That, and that film was made yeah. before. Yeah. Running around going, screw his pips, stammered. They're going to be like, yeah, happens all the fucking time. Well, yeah. He's stammered, he's stammering. Screw his yeah. pips, got Look a crown go. on. <laughs> he's got a crown on, that's all it is. Who cares? I think you need to do a bit of one right now, shove it in one direction, and then hopefully it'll even out. So, like, cast gay actors in gay roles. Show people go, yeah, this person has this lived experience, but look how fantastic he is as an, as an actor. Yeah. And then it, hopefully he'll get other roles off the back of that and he won't have to play gay people for the rest of his career and do it with, do it with disabled actors and things like that. Go, Yeah, they did this amazing film about having cerebral palsy or living in a wheelchair or anything like that. And then you see how incredible they are and that's how they get into the industry and then they get roles that aren't necessarily specific to the thing. But like, I think it's quite good to at least just introduce because we don't have like a glut of diverse actors, mm. if that's the way we have to introduce them into pop culture, do it like that and then let them fly free. That's a I nice way that. of saying it. It's yes, levelling it out, isn't it, as well? It's, it's pushing it in, in that direction. And as you say, then we will have. And again, it's also people have to remember the, re- the representation, like character-wise and story-wise, it doesn't mean that these characters have to be the lead in every film. Sure. You can have a character with a stammer who's a side character or whatever else, and then you could be cast in or a trans or gay or whatever else, any race or religion. You can have loads of those characters who are lower and those actors can build that profile and build that name. So then they are able to be the lead in this film, playing, representing their their, their lived experience. Laverne Cox in Orange is the New Black. Wonderful. She played, played a trans woman. 
it was amazing. Yeah. Everyone was like, she's a fantastic actor. Yeah. She's gone on to do other things. Yeah. And that's brilliant. But she played a role that she could understand and absolutely nail. And that got her into the industry. Yeah, it's a calling card. Yeah. The flip side of that, of course, is that if the excuse is that the talent isn't out there, well, that's, if you've not found if you've not found a person with a stammer to play a stammer or a transgender person, you haven't looked hard enough, yeah. arguably the very best in their fields at what they do because they just bloody had to be in order to get that recognition. Yeah. You, if, if I may put you on a plinth on a pedestal, of course, uh, a stammer being something, a part of your life that perhaps isn't necessarily associated for most people with broadcasting, rapping, and yet yeah. you're top of the game, top of your game. Or, the, or, or that's what excites me about it as well, not to get all poncy and artistic here, but genuinely... Oh, let's get poncy. The, 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 the thing that excites me... As I've started to come, like, again, I've never pushed any of this stuff before, but now I'm working with Stammer and all that. I'm like, it's one of their campaigns. It started to really buzz me because what we're all looking for in art is truth, right? And in acting, that's kind of a really hard thing to find because you're, you're, you're lying. That's the point of acting. You're acting. It's not truth. And the beauty of being able to go, right, well, if I just l let my Stammer go, that's genuinely uncontrollable truth. And that's a beautiful and exciting thing, performance-wise. That I wouldn't be able to plan. Here's exactly how I'm going to deliver that. I'd be able to plan the scene and learn the lines, but it's like, well, no, it's going to come out in a, a genuinely real way. I won't be acting when the stammer happens, and that's that's a buzz. That's wonderful. Mm. Yeah, like a uh, sort of corollaries, perhaps with with rap in the sense that it's, it's no, it, it couldn't be a more perfect representation of your synapses firing. You've done the work yeah. in advance, but yeah. when it happens, that rhythm, you've got to lock into a sincere rhythm. You can't yeah. engineer that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I think, as often happens with these things, you've come in, you know the answer in the back of your mind. Not and it's like a therapy session. We've, genuinely not, yeah. because again, it is, 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 it is on all sides. It's weird. I don't know. It's, it's a, a funny one. But I think you both completely right there number one i think that's very gracious we need to be more comfortable with the fact it's nuanced and yeah. i think that's what we're learning from that heart stopper situation is a lot of people who were very militant on that have turned around and gone oh fuck man that was horrible to, to force someone to that was a weird one though i think it's a really strange thing where like i do agree that that show has benefited from casting queer actors and that's what they did i don't know whether they asked these kids basically whether yeah. or not they were queer when they cast them but i think it's it's lovely there is a queer cast and there's a trans character in that show played by a trans actor and i think that's really special but if that actor was straight he played that role beautifully and he's also represented the queer community he's shown up at prides he's been an amazing ally it doesn't take away from the performance and the work that he's done and the representation he's offered out into the world it's a strange one where I can kind of understand people's disappointment when they go, oh, that's somebody like me in a show that I love and that makes me feel really good about who I am and the fact that we can be out there and we can create work like that and we're being accepted in that way. And so if they start to think that maybe they've been misled or lied to, they get a bit upset. But they can't, you can't take that out on that yeah. person. That person hasn't done anything wrong and this is the thing that everyone was saying is that you're not entitled to know information about anybody in the world the character was called nick i can't remember his the actor's name kit i think he just told a story he wasn't misleading anybody he did his job he did the job he was paid to do and he did it beautifully he wasn't out there in the world deliberately misleading anybody into anything he happens to have gotten incredibly famous off of doing that and now he's got all this attention on him so everything he does will be scrutinized yeah. in a really intense way well it, it, to an extent he's invested more time in a story that wasn't necessarily a part of his lived experience i'll take that as a 
compliment they would you know want to represent that character so he's so recognizing well so the fan base yeah. they've engaged with him as an actor and gone okay well what more can i do what more can i give you which he was well within his right the moment they yelled that's a wrap to go fuck this i'm out see you next season yeah I'm going to go shag my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pip, do you feel sufficiently uh, transplained to your first big question? I do. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good. I'll tell you what we do now is going to move on to uh, a quick fire round of audience questions. Let's answer some audience questions. We're just going to work through these very, very quick. Kerry. He doesn't know where these people are from. So, Carrie from the internet. When cooking rice, why does the boiling water in the pot bubble up so much when you add the rice to it? Pip, you look angry with this. Yeah, question. this is hard to be quick fire because I'm v- very passionate about right, r- rice c- cooking. And the first mistake is you're boiling the water and then putting the rice in. You should get the rice. You should r- r- rinse the rice. Then the amount of water that you add is... So if you've got w- one cup of, r- of rice, it's one and a half cups of, of water. You bring it to the boil, then you put it to simmer. You leave the lid on. You let the, the the water completely evaporate, then you leave it for about ten minutes or so off the heat, so it's just kind Pip's of started wrapping now. It's just kind of, this is great. It's Somebody just drop kind a of beat in the steam, um, and then it's good to go. Everything else is nonsense. The passion. Sorry. Me and my producer just shared a look of pure elation. <laughs> that was the most... See how angry I was that when the was... question came through. I was like, this is going to be so hard to be quick fire. I'm sorry, Definitely. guys. No worries. Thank God Sarah... I used to rap. When, when, you get, when you leave me and Sarah, we're, we're going to drop a beat. We'll do, a, we'll do an edit we're of that. We're going to remix yeah. that rice explanation. <laughs> we'll do I the thought top it line. was like a... So when you put the rice in and the water's, w- water's boiling, why does the water bubble up? Why does the water bubble up? I mean, Pip's sort of covered all... I feel like I know everything about rice. Love it. Well done. Should, didn't should answer, rinse a minimum of, of two times. By didn't the way. answer the question though, did it? Well, I don't think Carrie's. No, I, I disregarded the question. They're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, they're doing it wrong. We you never have to deal with that again. To an answer, you yeah. never have to worry about that again. The premise is flawed. The question. Yeah, <laughs> Shell from New York. Scientifically, what is the best time of day to take a shower? I suspect when you're dirty. When are you most dirty? That's the. I mean, that's a personal question. <laughs> that is a personal question. <laughs> when are you at your I'll most? I'm showering four times a day. <laughs> And and it also depends when you shower. Do you know what I mean? Like when are you the most dirty? It depends yeah. when you last showered. When as you well. last showered, so it's a, a self So it is a right, self. Okay. Yeah, I would think I'm most dirty in the evening, but that's because I showered in the morning. Sure. And then I guess but if I'm say... not showered in the evening, then I'll be dirtiest the next morning. So so it depends when you last showered. When you yeah. last showered. Yeah. So right. scientifically, the best time to shower is all the time. Constantly, yeah. <laughs> never leave the Never shower. stop showering. I hope that's answered your question, Shell from New York. Wilson Shaw, what? <laughs> why do zombies raise their hands when they be creeping? Well, they're chasing you, aren't they? Well, do they need the extra? Do you think this that extra? When arm you're chasing, if yep. you were chasing somebody, yep. as you often do, <laughs> in the dark down the alleys, sure. If you, when you're trying to catch them, you put your arms out, right? The zombies don't know how slow they're going. They don't. Uh, I mean, depth perception, maybe. So they like, always think they're about to grab you. They're just like, trying to on, give themselves just, oh. the best possible chance. And then they're too proud to put their arms back down. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> like, no, I'll get them in a minute. Get them in a, just keep going. Or maybe they're like babies and they want to be picked up. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, we've got them all wrong. They just, the wanna, they just want to be, they just want to connect. Just pick them up. That's yeah. adorable. Um, I feel that's a fair, fair assessment of the situation. Uh, I've got a question. I can't remember who asked me, but um, if there was one universal language that the entire world had to speak, we had to pick what it was right now, of the existing languages, what do you reckon would be the best language for the whole world to speak? Simish. 
Simish. Simish is well, a good choice. It's a simple life, isn't it, being a sim? Yeah. Or you can say, you can give people compliments, you can tell people jokes. Yeah, that sounds great. There's so, you, you that works for you, Pip. Yeah, I'm up for it. I, don't, I think you can kind of insult people lightly, but not too hard. Right. There's so many limitations to that language that I think we'd, we'd live in a bit of a utopia. I would we thrive under the limitations. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. That is perfect. We'd ruin podcasts, wouldn't it? If this whole podcast was Giribana. I think it'd be just more nuance. I mean, the theme of this podcast is nuance. I think if you really got into it, if you locked into it, you'd, you'd understand what we're talking well, about. Well, everyone would understand because we all speak Simish. Are, 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 are the visuals a key part of the language, though? Like when a little heart appears over the head? Because yeah. that'd be problematic on podcasts. That'd all have to be video. Yeah, we'd have to have a video format. Or sure. like an audio description of what the image looked like. Yeah. But that would be in yeah. Simish as well, which of course then sort of... A shower begin. appears above Pip's head. <laughs> it stays there for the full 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on now uh, to Scribius Pip's small question. Pip, you've done a big question. It's pretty big. I, I've, I've phoned it in, Sarah, if I'm honest. You did the heavy lifting on that one. and I'm, I'm Jordan's not even here. I'm doing both voices today. Yeah, <laughs> and very well done indeed. Pip, do you have a small question for us? A, a sort of a palate cleanser before the end. Why haven't I left social media yet? That's not a small question. No, it honestly oh, is small because it should be small. That's why I kept it as the small question because it's so fucking stupid and real ridiculous and we put so much worth in it it's silly and i think it's silly but i'm still there do you, do you sell your products on social media not really anymore i just twat about <laughs> but do you i think... mainly tweet to screenshot my tweets to show my instagram followers it's so stupid so the, are the... you talking about twitter specifically why haven't i left twitter or probably again they came to mind because all this Elon stuff and like everyone said oh I think I'm going to have to call it a down I've not even thought about it even though I've always thought why am I on here this is like at this point I don't particularly like in touring days and stuff like that yeah yeah, needed Twitter to reach people but now social media has gone down the route of you can't reach your own followers anyway so it's kind of unless you do just silly shit but yeah can I quickly ask a question I think lots of people probably want to know that haven't put the effort into finding out I've got a blue tick do I have to start paying for that blue tick don't think so. I think right. he's got rid of that whole thing anyway. But I think oh. the idea was there'll be separate blue, like one blue ticket will say, oh, they they paid eight quid for this. You can mate. pay for a blue ticket if you want one now. In addition to the one I've got? No, if you pay for one, yep. then if you'd stop paying, you won't have a blue tick anymore. Oh, right. So why why get into that? I just think one day all of the blue ticks, I, I'm waiting for the day I wake up and my blue tick is gone. Right, that's see, that's what I'm thinking. Go. If that's, how it I works. think they'll let you keep it, but it won't because, like, you know, the whole thing he's saying you can buy a blue tick. Also, it's the only way you'll actually get your tweet seen, and you'll be able right. to upload longer tweets, and you'll be able to edit and all this kind of thing. So, I think people who already have a blue tick will be able to keep them, but still, no one will see our tweets, and we won't have the edit function and all this kind of thing. But equally, fucking cares, man. So <laughs> dumb. What would have to happen? We'll figure out a scenario, Sarah and I, between us. What would have to happen for Pip to leave? What um, do you really like about social media? The bits I like is doing silly shit to entertain myself and even a handful of other people connecting with it and also finding it amusing. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? When it's good, it's really good. It's like an abusive relationship. It's like a nursery rhyme. Yeah. Like, again, she was, when, she was very, very good. When but... me and Sarah are tagged as the most basic bitches ever to go on oh. off menu with our, 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 I, our meal choices. I didn't throw that stone at you. I threw that stone no, at I love it. Magliano. No, I love it. And I've, you I've, got roped I've heard in. it a, f- 
a few times and I'm 100% in because I'm proud of that. Cause... Remind us, uh, listen, uh, viewers and listeners of the Transplaining Podcast, what, what your choices were then on the off-menu podcast. Why... I can't Why remember, mine exactly, I can't remember but specifically, but there was about, it, we, in the end, I accidentally asked for about four chip cobs. <laughs> yeah. So. I know that I can get pretty much everything on my menu from Pizza Hut. <laughs> so that was good. And I was the first guest. So I was like, I, I could have gone really highbrow and picked really fancy stuff. I was like, I want to be set honest. Set and the fact the I want, yeah. the, I want a stuffed crust and I want yeah. some garlic bread with cheese. So Perfect. Stop being a prick. But yeah, I love that. I love that there's other people that have gone on. So if off, if off menu busted like left that. Twitter, if if the podcast that you enjoy left, but James did leave. James has left. Oh well, then and I didn't this, go with him. This is the thing about leaving social media because James has written a book about how to quit social media. Mm. I think, and Ed Sheeran doesn't even have a phone. I don't like. He always goes on about how he's not on any social media. Doesn't have a phone, and I'm like, yeah, but that's because you're fucking Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Some, you, yeah. yeah, you do have a phone. Somebody else answers it for you. Yeah, I can't do that. I've got. He's got a basic phone. He's not got like a smartphone. Little turtle yeah. shells. Got, yeah, it's just yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, and it's like James. I love James, but he's James Acaster. He doesn't need to be on Twitter because everyone knows who James Acaster is. And if he poked his head up and went back on Twitter for a day. Everybody would see it. Yeah. Everybody would retweet it. Everyone would pay attention, and he could say whatever he'd he wanted. Come that back day. bigger than ever as well. Yeah, it's like when back. bands yeah. split up. Like I'm sure when the Libertines split up, they weren't a headline Reading type band. Yeah. But when they came back, boy, were they a headline Reading type band. When James Acaster comes back to Twitter, it's going to be like <laughs> steps getting back together. It really is. So until James comes back, you've got no real less of an incentive to be on this. Would you like Instagram? So are we saying if James comes back, I'll leave? <laughs> yeah. Is this what we've established? I mean, it's the, it's the idea to be. It's a one in, one out. out yeah. It is. If a rule against dicking about and being silly were to come in, that would be more of an on, on On a drunk episode of my podcast once, James Acaster called me a, a woke Fagan, right? <laughs> which which is wonderful. I was then co-hosting him on the Pod Bible podcast, and I referred to myself as a woke Fagan, and he cracked up, not realising it was his joke because he'd done it drunk. He was like, "Ah, you are! That's brilliant!" I'm like, "That's lovely." You know, you is oh, that's so he sent a joke into exactly the future. his target audience. That's lovely. <laughs> that's brilliant. In that vein, I don't know if I ever told you this, Pip. When I, we first when I first discovered you and your music, my friends would talk about this screwiest Pip, this mythical character. I had conflated you in my mind. I might have already told you with with Serge from from System of a Down yeah. for, for aesthetic reasons, obviously. But I just genuinely assumed you were the same person. And also Banksy. I thought you was Banksy before I knew you was. I had a lot of I people that think rumor. that. That yeah. there was. I used to do a lot of stenciling, like b- 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 back in the day at the, the same time as 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 Banksy. And yeah, right. I had that rumor a few times. I did. I heard that rumor. Is this are maybe you, the greatest kind of poker face in history going on right now on Pip's face? Are you kind of annoyed that? The rumours have died down. Do you, did you quite like the the speculation? They've gone elsewhere. I feel like I'm plugging my podcast now, but but when I had Goldie on the podcast, everyone thought he exposed who B- Banksy was, and he didn't. He kind of said something. I, I can't even remember what he said, but one person tweeted saying, oh, "Did he refer to Banksy as James or Jim or or something yeah. like this?" James Acaster is Banksy. James Acaster again, <laughs> and it got That's reported got on the news in Australia, America, all over Europe. It was a big thing. And I was panicking until Goldie rung me going, "Ah, this is so funny, isn't it? I've just <laughs> spoken to Banksy. He's finding it funny too." Oh I was like, God. "Fucking phew!" I thought I'd genuinely accidentally. I remember you. Yeah, I remember that yeah. that three day, three or four day period was heightened. 
It's exciting. It's everywhere. I, th- I still think this but might be a long game. that could have been a big cover-up. <laughs> yeah, this could be uh, quite like, well, you know, if anyone could pretend to not be Banksy, it'd be you. Yeah. Do you want us? Maybe I'm Banksy. That's it. Maybe I'm a little bit Banksy. <laughs> Maybe we're all a little bit Banksy. Right. All right. So you're still on social media because you like dicking about. You might be Banksy, like which means about. you've already got a great reputa- reputation. I say take yourself offline and get back into the painting, Pip. Just stick it in your <laughs> Me messages. Too. Those police you done kissing, that was great, Pip. Exactly. Well done. I need to go back to that. Yeah. That's good representation that you yeah. did there. Are you yeah. enjoying your time on social media, Sarah Keyworth? No, but I feel I have to engage with social media. Why? My dream is to be able to do what I like doing enough that either somebody else yeah. can run my social media accounts or I don't have to do it. Well, that was it. Like When you were theorising what it takes to leave, I've genuinely so many times, I've got a few s- scripts in development for if one of them picks up and I can just go, forget everything, all yeah. I'm doing is making this art that's, mm. that I've created that's coming out of my head. And then I'll pop up again when it comes out and do a tweet saying, go and see it in the cinema space. That's the problem is that when, when it, comes it comes out, out you've got to come back. You yeah. want to see the reaction to like, it. Again, no? we've used James Acaster as, as an example. He's hit loads of people up to, to tweet about his book about leaving social media. <laughs> and also, when you're off of something, you get a curated version. Like, I'm not on TikTok, but I'm not against TikTok. It just means I know that the ones that would appeal to me find their way to me. Right. From either my partner or friends, or yeah. they become Instagram reels. It's like I don't need to be on there and be distracted by another social media. Um, because so social Darwinism says that the best stuff will get into your eyeballs and your yeah. holes. Yeah, that's a nice way of saying it. Yeah, don't worry about. It. Come off social media. The good stuff will get to It'll you anyway. Up. I feel a little bit like I'm on Twitter right now, watching it. Like you know, when a building's on fire and it's horrible, but you can't look away. Yeah. I feel like I'm looking at it like that, where I'm like, it's going to go, it's going to collapse in a second and I can't stop watching. Yeah. From the outside. Yeah, I'm not in the build. I'm not in the the metaphor falls apart because you're in Twitter, aren't you, while it's burning down, I suppose. Yeah, but I'm just there to look. Right. You're at a safe distance and every now and then you're going, hang on, is that the guy who set it on fire that's on fire the most in there? This is crazy. He's running around. Why is he running around going, ah! I'm on Twitter. It's all right, except... I can't even put out a little tweet about switching on my local Christmas lights, which I'm very proud of, without someone going, what's next? Pedo's getting married. If people get really high, it's Christmas. What? I didn't even... Pedo's getting married? Yeah, I mean, I've exaggerated a They're bit allowed to get married, aren't they? Well, I mean, I don't think it's a legal question. I think it's more of a moral thing. <laughs> yeah, but loads of pedos are married. All right, let me extend it further. What's that? Pedos marrying dogs. This yeah, is people just love to... One. It goes, let's say, the slippery slope. People are scared of the worst case scenario that's never going to happen. Do you know what I mean? It's the same as the, your representation question. Yeah. Oh, if we need blooming somebody with autism to play someone with autism, what's next? But Bloody... it's always, it's the fact that we make up these worst yeah. things. The like first my, thing my, is, yeah. I, I, I love arguing at the moment with people who are anti the, the Stop Oil Now pr- 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 protesters, because yeah. they'll always say, what if there's an ambulance that needs to get through and someone's dying in there? And I'll say, what if there's a bloke who's on his way home to kill his wife? <laughs> And he gets caught in this traffic and we save her life and she gets away. It's like we're making up fucking situations and let's make up the positive ones as well. The first thing, the first thing, the example, what if, is usually a good thing. The last thing is is absurdist and mad, but there's just a direct line between those two things in people's minds. What if the pedo marrying the dog stops him being a pedo? That's it, because it's a dog. (laughs) Suddenly he finds happiness and he doesn't want to be a pedo anymore. That's nice, yeah. It's really nice that you're turning the Christmas lights on, though. 
Thanks. That's really that's a really sweet thing. It's the thing about comedians. We were like one up in each other with jokes all the time, and then someone will say something really sweet and sincere. And you, <laughs> you go, what? what? <laughs> Jordan looked at me like, "Stop it." What's your angle here? <laughs> what do you want? So it's a bit. Thanks. It's nice to switch on your local Christmas nights. Not that I've done it yet. Is it going to be a big plunger like a TNT? I think? suspect it will be, but it won't be connected to the actual lights. I think it's more of a performative plunger. Okay. It's not a real one, is it? Yeah, because I don't want an image of you on the internet looking like you're about to let off some dynamite because then I'll be like... That's going to get reappropriated. Trans women. That was another Blow one. up building. That's another one. Oh, um, <laughs> switching on the Christmas lights. Don't do it with your knob. What? Why? Because they seem frightening. Do it night. with your knob. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm on the other side do of that. Do knob. it with your knob, so please. Got balance. So got That's balance. so yeah. festive. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love that. A little Christmas bauble. Yeah. yeah. All right, then. Put a little red nose on the end of it. It's already there. Natural. That's just genetic. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realise that wasn't ubiquitous among people with willies. Um, all right. Well, I think the answer to the question, which was, why are you still on social media? Because there's going to be a picture of Jordan turning on Christmas lights <laughs> with a knob. And they can't put that on TV, can they? So, you know. They've got to tweet it out. <laughs> but then Darwinism it. says it'll get to you eventually. Even if it's in person, Pip, you'll get that, you'll get that picture anyway. So you're not missing it. much. I love it. A recurring question I like to ask people. It might be a nice question to to sort of cap off because it's kind of what we're talking about when you're like a clever person you're a clever person you know you're a clever person what's nice when you are a clever person you're known to be a clever person you're a clever person as well Sarah. <laughs> she looked at me like <laughs> I'm going to explain this no. to you Sarah I'm going to tell you what it's like to be a clever person no, it's because I'm, I'm not really but I'd use lots of words in orders that would imply that I've got more going on up top than I actually do when you're regarded as a smart person do you feel the pressure to be smart and does it make you feel lonely sometimes Genuine answer is one of the reasons I started the podcast because I wanted people to know my actual level. Because if all you're hearing is my written, spoken word, and all this kind of thing, it's going to imply maybe a greater intelligence than I have. And again, I'm happy with where I am, but I think a lot of people had a higher opinion of me than I felt was justified. So I was like, if I'm doing a podcast every week, then you can get to know me. And if you think I'm a prick, then fair enough, you've done your research. But yeah, that was kind of genuinely that the pressure of people thinking i was more intelligent than i am and and stuff like that nice you wanted an outlet for i I find with this accent it's easy to mask as well you just lean into this accent more if you want people to stop calling you a boffin i've literally never had that problem in my life (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i say big words and people look so shocked they're like who taught you that i hope you feel sufficiently transplained to um, over the course of this podcast thanks for bringing in your wonderful big and small questions how do you feel leaving the show i feel wonderful i feel i've had everything answered and it's just been a joyous time so thank you for having me along gang Lovely thing to say i broke my headphones <laughs> <laughs> this is why nobody thinks i'm smart <laughs> you sort of look like a little broken robot dog <laughs> yeah also, I panicked because the whole time I was trying to fix them, I was like, I can't hear what's going on, but I can because you're, in, you're, you're still in the room, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. 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 about proximities. Well, um... it's, a pleasure. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure to be here. <laughs> it's been nice. Thanks so much, Sarah Kibworth, for coming on and helping me transplain. Have you had a nice time? I've had a lovely time. Of course, you have your nice person. I feel like I, some things have been transplained to me. Well, there you go. I love it. That's it. I'll tell you one of the best things I've learned f- from this, and I made a little note on my phone. Yeah. Is that your specials on on Prime? I'm well ex- excited about that. Why That's cool. Not, I made a little what... note on my phone. Yeah, it's because they advertise it as just the Soho Theatre yeah, stuff. Yeah, and you yeah. never really know. Uh, you, I'll, I've well, got, I've got it added this. to my list of things to watch, but I've 
I'm never going in and going, oh, who's actually on there? And I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's literally well, that means that I, I need to get better at social media. I need to stay on social media and be better <laughs> at it because more people should know about this. Well, let's get, just well, we might, let's plug it right now. It's a perfect time uh, to do that. Sarah is on tour until March of 2023. Details at sarahkeyworth.co.uk. That's correct. Good. BBC Radio 4 show Are You a Boy or a Girl is available to stream on BBC Sounds. The Amazon Prime special Dark Horse is streaming on Prime TV, as Pip mentioned. Pipwise, head to screwbizpip.co.uk for info about Pip's various projects, including because you don't talk about your merch very much, but I like on your merch thing. You said something recently; it's really sweet because the cost of living crisis and the extra what's it, extra twenty seven percent a month, people. Yeah. So you've taken you, the price of all your merch down by twenty seven percent. Yeah, that's so sweet. And balance really things great. out a little yeah. bit, well, but it's idea. funny because you say I never talk about merch. All that's at screwbizpip.co.uk <laughs> is my merch great. because I couldn't be asked to keep updating it. I just made it my merch site. So you've said there, go and find out more about Pip there. So like, go and. Go and buy Give money some shit. Yeah, take twenty. Yeah, get get twenty seven percent off merch at Scrooge. Get your original bank seat at Scrooge. <laughs> if you have something you want to ask uh, me or my guests on the Transplaining podcast, email ask Jordan at off script.co.uk or pop your question in the iTunes review section. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Transplaining podcast as well. And spread the word far and wide. Transplaining is an off-script production produced by Ben Backhouse and executive producer Louise Berry. Thank you both so much for joining me in our little Caucasian fish tank where we've done and solved everything. It's nice. Well, hope to see you all again soon, flourishing as you're wanting to do. You do hope you're both very prolific people. You're both very nice people. It's a pleasure to be in your presence. And I've been Jordan Gray. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.